0: What it is everyone, I'm Jacob Mesa, the host of the podcast So It Is Told. Each week I read a new folk tale or fairy tale with a local comedian and or world traveler. Like your drunk grandma reading a bedtime story, their suspense.
1: Oh my god, they are cannibals!
0: Magic. <laughs> and all-around madness. They're
1: birthing hips!
0: Available on any mainstream podcast directory. <laughs> Fresh. <laughs> it's time. Time for a thrilling story of romance, adventure, mystery, anything with an expired copyright. It's time for another interrupted tale. Hello, and welcome back to the show that usually ends. It's another episode of Interrupted Tales, the podcast where my friend and I take turns reading stories to you, the listener, while the other person constantly interrupts. With me, as always, is my good friend Rob. Rob, what's going on?
1: Not much. I am
0: ready for
1: Thanksgiving,
0: Alan. You're ready to give thanks, and you're ready to say it out loud <laughs> in front of family and peers, Oh, no, my family would never do that. That would involve talking about something. Turns out we've actually got a story that is Thanksgiving-themed this week. Yeah. From the pages of the Railroad Man's Magazine, November 1909. Ooh, Railroad Thanksgiving hijinks. Who's Got the Turkey? Oh! By Percy Wilson. (laughs) Sort of a... Precursor to the Where's the Beef campaign. (laughs) Who's got the turkey? Arby's, uh, who's got the turkey campaign?
1: (laughs) Is the answer Arby's?
0: Boston Market. (laughs) Sit back, relax, grab a crystal bowl of cranberry sauce. (laughs) Or gravy. We're not here to judge. Whatever you want to put in your crystal. Sit back and enjoy this week's tale. Number 65, the through freight west. Engineer Howland and Conductor Gillip lay in the siding at Welsh Creek. Waiting for the Chesapeake Despatch, The fast freight to past east. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How am I supposed to calculate where they meet
1: unless they give me speed and distances? Also, do I have to show my work? Uh,
0: this is the essay section, Rob. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got <laughs> bad news. You might, you might have to take these a few more times. I Love Trains by Robbie T. It was a raw, drizzly afternoon in the late November, and Skeeter Cook, the front shack, having dutifully ridden out on the train for the last 15 miles, come ahead to join the little company in the engine cab.
1: Oh man, now that Skeeter's here, it's a real party! Woo!
0: Yes, not that he had any particular desire for comradeship, but merely that he might dry some of the moisture from his garments and warm his chilled person. Eh,
1: never mind then, Skeeter. You sound like a buzzkill.
0: Excuse me, fellow train operators. (laughs) I appear to have a chilled person. (laughs) That's our Skeeter. Skeeter was not in a companionable mood. That morning, he notified his wife that he had secured permission to be off-duty on Thanksgiving Day, that he might enjoy one of her incomparable turkey dinners.
1: In other words, one without oysters grossing up the stuffing. Oof. Bold take, I
0: know. I mean, I think it goes kind of sage stuffing, and then sausage stuffing, and then Mm -hmm. biscuit stuffing, and then... A duck and a chicken? Yeah.
1: And then oyster stuffing underneath that?
0: That's a little lower, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mrs. Cook, treasurer of the Skeeter household, and chairman of the board as well. (laughs)
1: Hey, don't blame me. I voted for Skeeter.
0: (laughs) And tartly reminded him that he'd been bringing her home very skimpy pay envelopes for the past several months, and that if he expected the national fowl to grace his table, he'd have to provide it himself, or else eat pork. Ooh, Thanksgiving pork. Please save me the neck. (laughs) Neck bones, <laughs> neck bones, neck bone sandwiches, good eating, ham neck, yum. Being short of funds and knowing no kind friend who would donate a bird, Skeeter was the allegory of depression,
1: as opposed to his usual condition as the simile of gloominess.
0: I think the allegory of depression are like little blue blobs with browny faces <laughs> And they've got umbrellas. They starred commercials for
1: uh, psychedelic medicine. That's what
0: Zoloft commercials have told me. <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> is so dangerous.
1: We are serious. We could make you delirious.
0: His condition was trebly aggravated by the continued melody from a neighboring farm building the angry,
1: Gobble, Gobble, Gobble. <laughs>
0: Of a disturbed turkey cock.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh I'm just going to get past this in a classy way, but I'm going to honestly say that we're all slightly aggravated by hearing about that, whether it was disturbed or not.
0: Shut up, muttered Skeeter acidly. What's the matter, Skeet? inquired the engineer, taking smiling note of the circumstance. Imaginary head turkeys talking to you again. I guess so. That sounds like what people take Zoloff for, right? <laughs> He's a gobbler. We got another gobbler here. Don't you like to hear that turkey's call? Sounds to me like he was inviting us to dinner. With Thanksgiving only three days off? Mm. The engineer rolled his eyes and patted himself comfortably in pleasant anticipation.
1: Unfortunately, he patted his own bottom, which made everyone else in the train not nearly as comfortable.
0: Jeez, that's the front shack is uh, <laughs> a little crowded. Suddenly, <laughs> front shack, baby, you shut up, too," retorted Skeeter, scowling. I reckon I know Thanksgiving's only three days yet, and Patchin promised to let me off. Well, what's the use? <laughs> My old woman says it's hog meat for me. Turkey is, is too high. Hog meat on Thanksgiving.
1: It, you know, actually, the um, the first Thanksgiving featured ham as a primary course. Really? Yes, yeah, the uh, more, secondary yes. course was, of course, puritanical guilt. Uh-huh. It was a long meal, so you start off...
0: Well, no, you, you got to keep the guilt in a chafing dish, so it's <laughs> so it's warm the whole time. It's
1: got to last the entire meal and a few centuries.
0: Well, leftovers. <laughs> Howland chuckled. Too hot, he repeated, winking across at Gillip, who sat on the fireman's side. It must be roosting on balloons, then Skeet. If that's your trouble, I swear you'd climb up the top of a California redwood to steal one. Ah, yes, the
1: incredibly high
0: treetop nests
1: of the famously flightless turkey. Sounds like Howland here is the very allegory of crappy analogies.
0: Uh, there could be the high turkey farm that <laughs> sells directly to consumers.
1: <laughs> it's California, so it's definitely a high turkey farm.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, would I, retorted Skeeter. Would I? If I did, I'd more than likely meet you coming down with it. Ooh, sick burn. Coming right down that redwood. Yeah, and I don't mean the common
1: sick burns that people often get working on railroad <laughs> engines. <sighs> Just a fact of life.
0: This referred to an incident in Howland's firing days when, on a marauding expedition with several others, he was coming down a tree with a fine bird and unexpectedly met the legitimate owner, whom he was compelled to reimburse at a fancy price.
1: <sighs> the laughable hijinks of petty crime among railroad workers. Hey, Bill, remember that one hobo that you threw in front of uh, him? Okay, uh, Gary. Sh- <laughs> Gary, the statute of limitations ain't quite up on that one, so hush up now.
0: <laughs> oh, hobo slaughter is not really a long I mean, that was more of a misdemeanor in those oh, days. In, I in 1909, I think it was just a fine. It was a body blow, and Skeeter permitted himself a grim smile. That's right. Tell him about it, Skeet, urged Gillip. Tell it from the
1: windows to the walls.
0: <laughs> ah, that's on you, Holland. You better attend your bright works and let Skeeter alone. I'd sooner trust him than you, anyhow, for you've been caught at it, and I never heard the Skeeter was. I never done it declared skeeter piously oh that's right fill yourself with righteous piety skeeter
1: you've passed the very very low bar of not stealing poultry
0: it's the time of the seasons to count your blessings and crimes you haven't committed rob (laughs) and that's one you know humble brag (laughs) all that i ever did myself said howland i did just for the fun of it i did it for kicks man and drumsticks. Boy, do I love drumsticks. <laughs> I don't know. When they got the little the bony stick parts, that was, it's yeah. kind of like somebody left a bristly comb.
1: I like to uh, take it out and just uh, you know clean my teeth with it. Ooh.
0: Just to really close uh-huh. out everyone Ooh. else. Okay, and... all right. All right. <laughs> if I can't buy what I want to eat, went on Skeeter taking a high moral stand. I can go hungry. That's me. Hashtag turkey
1: bacon, not turkey taken.
0: Hashtag turkey begging, not turkey talking. <laughs> that's my that's my alternate hashtag. I'm still trying I'm,
1: to unpack that
0: one. I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting on some retweets. How about turkey turkey walking. Part two, turkey walking. <laughs> Good boy, said the engineer with laughing approval. Never steal because you're hungry, skeet. When you go after the birds just for the fun of it, it's only a lark. But when you take them because you need them, it's larceny. That's the difference. So
1: odds that the Railroad Man's magazine author did the lark pun on purpose? 7%? What's the over-under, you think?
0: That's a under on a three on card sharks. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. You never want to go under on a three. (laughs) You just don't. Not according to the Craigslist ads. that (laughs) I, I believe you, declared Skeeter. Guff, broke in Gillip. Neither you two are any good to rob a roost.
1: You know, Alan, I I just realized that this entire episode may be a trigger for the casual birder podcast, and (laughs) I I just want to apologize because I feel like such a monster.
0: Hashtag turkey watching, not turkey shaking.
1: (laughs) That's how you get the juice out, though.
0: Oh, gross. You gotta
1: shake those turkeys.
0: If I was old man Wenzel back there, pointing toward the farm buildings, I'd be patrolling that flock with a shotgun every night from now till New Year's. Just in case, you know, somebody overslept.
1: Who's <laughs> having a late turkey? I mean, late Thanksgiving. Give, who wants turkey for Christmas
0: now? Japanese people. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> what?
0: They eat they KFC on uh, on Christmas. I hope. that's That's awesome.
1: Oh, you didn't know that they ate
0: KFC on Christmas?
1: I did not know that they ate KFC at Christmas. I know KFC is popular.
0: It's a a popular holiday meal. Hmm. Mm. So, Japanese people. (laughs) It's not racist like it sounds. (laughs) Thank you. Okay.
1: Of course not. It couldn't have been. It required that much explanation.
0: Sure. (laughs) Skeeter and Howland turned their eyes in the direction. Ah, George, exclaimed Highland. They're a nice bunch, ain't they?
1: Oh, check out the legs on that one. I'll name her Betty Gobble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Mm. Does he let them roast there under the barn bridge? Aha, mm-hmm. uh-huh, cried Gillip. You're figuring how to get one, are you? Well, a man can't live on good and plenties alone. Good buddy, good uh, and Johnny good says... And good. Funny, yes, funny, Johnny says. Funny. I don't think even the regional managers <laughs> for good and plenty have any idea what we're talking about there, Rob.
1: Nope. I'm going nope. old
0: school. That's right. Skeeter, who had been eyeing the fascinating site greedily, started guiltily at the question, was about to retort indignantly. Seeing that it was the engineer who had been addressed, he wisely held his peace. Nah, I'll get up, Holland replied, shaking his head. Nah, my days for such tricks are over. I'm getting too heavy to handle myself like I used to. I'm a down and outer, I reckon. Eastbound and outer, I reckon. East,
1: <laughs>
0: Eastbound
1: east. down, I just have a reckon.
0: Those were the good old days, though. He added, regretfully. (laughs) Wow,
1: it's it's like they say, when you're too fat for poultry theft, you're too (laughs) fat for fun.
0: (laughs) Those turkey salad days of my youth. (laughs) I had a turkey in every town, damn it. There comes the peak, put in the heretofore silent fireman. Thus reminding them of their duties, he got down to take a look at his fire. Holland gave a light burnish to the throttle and the lever with a handful of waste and tried his hand.
1: Yep, still gritty. Don't know why I started eating this stuff anyway. Also, why is my hand full of waste?
0: I think that uh, our understanding of railroads is not quite as complete as I thought from playing Ticket to Ride. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's a, a lot of lingo involved. It's a,
0: its a little bit of an abstraction, I think. Of the, <laughs> pulled out his timetable and watch and made a mental calculation. Hmm.
1: Quiznos.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Just calculating lunch stops. Come on.
0: To avoid.
1: <laughs> if he's smart, yes.
0: While Skeeter, buttoning his coat and turning up the collar against the weather, swung down and started toward the switch. We love the moon, because it is good to us. <laughs> Hear me, Gillip?
1: No one's going to get my good and plenty reference, but that? They're going to get the, uh, what are they, the moon hamsters? What? Are they,
0: what are they when he reached the front of the engine, he stepped between the rails, where he could not be observed from the cab and looked longingly toward the barn. How he did hunger for a Thanksgiving turkey. You
1: know, this is starting more and more to sound like a sequel to Chicken Run from the bad guy's point of view.
0: Uh, (laughs) the Nazis, you mean?
1: (laughs) A little bit.
0: Old Man Wenzel could easily spare him one out of that bunch, and scarcely miss it. But Old Man Wenzel didn't know of Skeeter's wants, and the despatch rolled by. And Skeeter let his own train out at the switch and went on with it. Oh, that's deep. Like cowboy poetry or
1: something by Pharrell.
0: Cowboy poetry. Yeah. You're right. We should go to Roy Rogers for lunch. (laughs) But Rob, I like my burgers already topped.
1: (laughs) I prefer to top my burgers from a uh, (laughs) bacteria-infested... tub sitting in the room all day
0: give thanks you're not old enough to get these references people
1: (laughs) this episode should have a mature tag on it (laughs) just because it's for old people
0: not in the adult way but in the porn way Gillup and his crew should have made their return trip by daylight the following day But having been held at their western terminal for freight delayed behind a wreck on the connecting division, it was almost 10 o'clock at night when they were nearing Benita, the passing siding first west of Welsh Creek.
1: Jesus. Sir Topham Hatt doesn't need this much detail from Railroad Man's Magazine. It's
0: another Chuggington No, no, this is
1: Thomas. Thomas the Tank Engine.
0: Okay. Oh, Mm -hmm. great. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the longing of Skeeter for a festal bird to adorn his Thanksgiving board suffered any diminution when he realized how hopeless a prospect it was, became intensified when he saw that they would pass through Welsh Creek eastward in the still hours of the night. Wow,
1: that was a that was a long cram full of sentence there. Alan. Yeah. Do you do you yeah. need water after that?
0: Uh, no, I have suffered no diminution in my <laughs> festal desire to. See whether these guys fucking steal a turkey or not. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy, indeed. The stakes
1: could not be higher.
0: The rain of the previous day had ceased and given way to colder weather without entirely clearing. And when the night came on, heavy clouds obscured the moon. This, of course, was greatly in Skeeter's favor.
1: (sighs) I love those kind of nights. You remember that Neil Young song, Turkey Moon? And all those people stealing turkeys together. So romantic.
0: No, I don't really know that much, Neil Young. Oh. Wishbone girl. <laughs> Four legs in Ohio. <laughs> That's a sad one.
1: All, all those turkeys. <laughs> just,
0: just so sad. Okay. <laughs> That's free group. But what was almost insuperably against him...
1: Keep on gobbling in the free world. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Alright, that's all I know. Good. Okay, yep, great.
0: <clears throat> but what was almost insuperably against him was the general avoidance at Welsh Creek siding by eastbound freights on account of the difficulty in starting from that point with a heavy train. Well, that goes without saying. And yet they felt the need to say it rather <laughs> insulting to us seasoned railroad men. I
1: know. They, they, they need to know their audience here.
0: If the passing siding next east, that at Markley, could not be reached, it was policy to go in at Bonita rather than run the risk of having to seesaw out of Welsh Creek Hole. Oh, yeah, no one wants to seesaw out of Welsh Creek Hole. It's no. the
1: whole reason Tom Jones is
0: no longer allowed back into Wales. Uh, is is it? Yeah, it's, it's a long story. But even this difficulty Skeeter finally planned to overcome. From the time they were making, he figured that they could not reach Markley to clear the Night Express, number 11, and would have to go in at Bonita. While they were in there, he designed to arrange a little break trouble that would act as a drag when they tried to go up the hill east of Welsh Creek and thus compel them to back to the siding and lie there for time freight number 87.
1: You know, I I can't tell if this is an actual good plan or if it's a lot of work that probably could have been putting in, I don't know, extra hours to make more money or something. This is really a crew-level heist he's designed. Uh, We're going to need a face man. Okay, okay. gummy, that's-, that's you. That's coming, yep. <laughs> and our grifter, uh, Jimmy One Arm. You can still do it, you bastard. Get over here, yep, Alan. We're need muscle. Who do we get from Muscle?
0: Welsh Greco.
1: <laughs> Welsh Greco, nothing tougher.
0: Welsh Greco, he's our man.
1: <laughs> All right, we are ready. Ready for the taking of turkeys one, two, and three.
0: You know, after years and years of doing these turkey jobs, <laughs> this turkey is really big. This is one last turkey job.
1: We could retire to, uh, to I guess, turkey after this.
0: I don't, I don't want to go to a turkey prison, though. <laughs> <laughs> this would give him all the time he needed, and as a salve to his conscience for abstracting a turkey from Farmer Wenzel's flock without mutual arrangement, he persuaded himself... That if he would forward the value of it anonymously from his next pay, and sincerely hoped he might succeed. Aw.
1: He totally
0: might do it. That's adorable. Maybe. It's really worse if he does, I think, that uh stealing a turkey on layaway, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're already committing a crime. The guy's not gonna be like three weeks later when he gets a check, be like, oh, you know what? I'll give him a mulligan. He took my bird. He's okay.
0: Uh, no, well, actually, it turns out that that was one of the birds the president had uh, pardoned, so, oh. um, I'm afraid you've committed several felonies.
1: Oh, it's even sadder.
0: Yeah, his family is gonna be disappointed.
1: Oh. Fran
0: turkeyton Uh. With everything thus planned... He came confidently ahead on nearing Benita to be ready to open the switch.
1: Benita Applebaum. Gotta get it on.
0: Mm. We can hardly make Markley, I reckon, Howland, he heard the conductor say. Better go in here, hadn't we? Howland looked at his watch. Skeeter looked at his. Gentlemen, synchronized swatches. Well, that's easy. You just change the band until they're all <laughs> the same color.
1: I don't know. You gotta have a good eye for color, Alan.
0: Noting once more that the time was scant, and knowing the engineer's usual aversion to taking risks, he was dumbfounded to hear Holland reply, We ought to be able to do it. We can if the old boat hangs together. Let's try.
1: Just checking in here, Alan. Um, They're still just stealing turkeys, right? Uh, Not uh, robbing a bank with a train?
0: I'm not sure how far down the poultry ladder this goes, Rob. This (laughs)
1: This could go all the way up to...
0: This could be up to pheasant and down to Cornish game hens. (laughs) The big score. The lights of Benito were far to the rear before Skeeter began to recover from the effects of this death blow. Life seemed a veil of gloom until, turning a baleful look on Howland, whom he held to be the cause of all his griefs, he noticed that the engineer was beginning to act strangely.
1: Well, not strangely, but just like weird, like like distant, you know?
0: Easing his bar, hanging out the window, trying his throttle at various notches, listening with a sharp ear to every click of the machinery, all the while muttering to himself, Holland's actions indicated that the old boat was not hanging together. Uh Uh-oh.
1: Sounds like someone's not going to be a very useful engine very much longer.
0: Is this another Thomas the Tank engine? Yes. But you're gonna euthanize him or (laughs)
1: Well, let's just say you're on Thomas, you're either a very useful engine or you stop appearing on the show.
0: Oof, rough.
1: I don't know where they go. Take them
0: out to the old fork in the train yard. The diesel yards, man. No one ever comes back. When turning to the conductor, he said, We'll have to go in at Welsh Creek, Gillip. That right crosshead key's working loose. Skeeter could scarcely restrain himself.
1: We're all gonna die!
0: No, please restrain yourself, Skeeter, (laughs) please. (laughs) Hang it. I told Corcoran when he was putting the stud bolt in that he was stripping the thread, the engineer went on. I'm afraid to hit the heel with it the way it knocks. Don't you
1: hear it? No, but I can hear the people sing, singing the songs of angry men.
0: Don't know what that's from. Les and I don't care. Keep going. Lay is.
1: You will care.
0: No, oh, I won't. <laughs> I definitely won't. Even though Hugh said... Hey, I'd really like it if you went back and saw that one. I think it's a good performance. And I said, listen, I think we've got enough podcast material for a while.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's right. Tell us more about your big buddy, Hugh.
0: Oh, it was so funny. Uh, We were ribbing him on Twitter about him. Getting close to Emily Blunt at that premiere, and him and John Krasinski and I were going back and forth with Wild Reynolds. Sorry, I, I meant to subtweet you on it, but, you know.
1: No, no, <laughs> no. It's fine. It's fine. I'm glad you have other friends, Alan. I'm glad one of them is a world-famous guy. That's awesome. You've never introduced me. That's that's totally cool.
0: hmm He's very cautious. You know, there's a lot of Jack Maniacs out there. And... Um, no. You know what? It's fine. We'll get through this podcast and
1: you can go to your Jackin' It With You podcast or whatever no. it's called.
0: See, now I feel like you're just denigrating what...
1: But... No, it's a fine, fine podcast. If you want to hear uh, one man tell great stories about Australia and Hollywood and another man kisses ass for 20 minutes, you know, it's a great podcast.
0: I don't talk about Australia that much.
1: I, well, you know what? You know what? I, I stopped listening, Alan.
0: So, so you're... I think our audience is is on the same page with you there, Rob. (laughs) Gillip hadn't heard. The unmentionable old kettle knocked so unmentionably all over the place. He couldn't tell one knock from another. He supposed he'd have to take Holland's word. Completely unmentionably. (laughs) All he knew was that at this rate, they wouldn't get home for a week. Ooh, he'd have to rinse his delicates. Oh, that's tough. When you've only got the club car? (laughs) He's
1: probably also only got a delicate,
0: Let's be (laughs) honest. Skeeter, however, came to the engineer's support with the declaration that he'd been hearing it very distinctly. And had been on the point of mentioning it when he saw that Holland had heard it too. Pretty bad, ain't it? Asked Skeeter. Hmm.
1: Holland, maybe I've been thinking about this all the wrong way. Yeah? How expensive were turkeys back then? Two, Uh, three grand each? I mean,
0: certainly worth this level of guile, right? You know, they're worth that much, Rob. Uh But the hard part is fencing them because all the turkeys are so individually famous that you have to cut them up into very small pieces so they're unrecognizable.
1: You gotta get a good plucker.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, you need a plucker.
1: Yeah, you need a knife, man. I mean, there's, there's a lot involved.
0: Holland made no reply. His look even intimated that he didn't believe Skeeter knew what he was talking about.
1: That's the look. That's the look. The look of
0: love. Is that the look that it is? The look of love. Uh, Rob, is that the look that you should enough do be cooking in my book?
1: I think that is that look.
0: Or is that a different look?
1: No, it's it's
0: definitely the enough should be looking in your book uh, look. I've seen that. Look before, and I think it might be the look that makes a brown-eyed girl turn blue. We're going to end up with Juice Newton at some point, aren't we? Well, everybody likes to play with the Queen of Hearts. (laughs) But Skeeter did, for he was talking to get 20 minutes or more in Welsh Creek siding, regardless of how it was brought into effect. Stopping the train as soon as the rear end was well into clear, Alan dropped off with hammer and wrench, and he was tapping the head of the key when Skeeter and Gillip appeared to learn how long it would take to make the repair.
1: You know what's great about this story, Alan? It's it's mm-hmm. entertaining and it's going to help us pass our train engineer's exam next month.
0: You might do well on the verbal section, Rob. Uh huh. Now, if I was to say, "Hammer is deciding as Turkey is to Skeeter." I would have to fail you.
1: <laughs> I gotta read this again.
0: They could follow number 11 close, Holland said, if Gillup would go to the telegraph office and get the block held for them immediately after the express had passed.
1: Here, let me show you on my train table over here. Uh, what's that? Y-H-O, of course. I'm an American.
0: Uh, scales. <laughs> Whether it's music or trains, always funny.
1: Fish, not so much.
0: Fish, not so much. By backing out of the siding and taking that much of a run at the hill, he thought they should be able to get over it without having to double. And you had better look over your brakes carefully, Skeet, he suggested, for we don't want to hang up. Oh, Skeet, 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 gosh darn. No. At any other time, Skeeter would have retorted that the brakes were all right, and that was his business, and he attended to it. That if the air was handled the way it should be, there wouldn't be any trouble with the brakes.
1: That steel beams can't melt at the burning point of jet fuel. That the uh-huh. Illuminati have carefully selected who will survive the coming resource war. That uh-huh. Mario Lopez is a Soviet plant designed to infiltrate and destroy Fucking America. know it! You know, any variety of topics Skeeter would have retorted to.
0: And Lisa Turtle is a ghost. <gasps> oh my god, it all makes sense now. No, wait, I mean that that other girl that just showed up and then left. Oh, the tough one? The triplet. Triplet? Yeah, there was a girl with a triplet, Triplets? No. Saved by the bell.
1: <laughs> this is what we spend our time on.
0: Tori Scott.
1: Was she an actual triplet?
0: Leanna Creel is an identical triplet who, along with her sisters Joy and Monica... Dot, dot, dot.
1: Were they the triplets from the, uh, that version of the parent trip? I don't know. There was a triplet version.
0: That's not relevant. Was <laughs> <What's> it <laughs> This is a story about railroads and turkeys and <laughs> Saved by the Bell. In the present instance, however, he merely waited until the conductor had gone ahead toward the office and then started dutifully back along the train. With some concern, he noticed that the sky was growing lighter.
1: And Leon was growing larger.
0: (laughs) With the wind beginning to sweep the lower, heavier clouds before it, there was need of haste. Moreover, as the engine was standing nearly opposite the barn, every step took him farther from his point of attack.
1: Those Nazi turkeys will never see him coming. Stiff up a lip, boy. Those jerrybirds won't know what hit him.
0: When he had gone about seven car lengths, he glanced over his shoulder and, seeing nothing of Howland or his torch, stepped between two cars and jerked out his light. Then, looking out and still seeing no sign of the engineer, he hung his lamp on the uncoupling lever and stepped down on the low bank.
1: Down into the murky depths of turkey thiefdom. Oh. Could he go any lower? For shame.
0: Is this what The Lower Depths was about? I think so. How far down you gotta go to get a turkey?
1: <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it
0: was Was, about. was The Lower Depths the turkey limbo contest? Because
1: <laughs> I feel like
0: I may have been misreading the subtext.
1: It's, it's worth a second look now.
0: With the sound of his footsteps drowned by the rustle of the wind through the dried leaves of the corn, he made his way in safety across the field. Wow. He
1: walked across a field.
0: No, hold on. It was There was dry rustling, and there was mm-hmm. corn, and it was homespun, Rob. Yep. Excited. Just as he reached the fence separating the field from the barn enclosure, an edge of the moon shot up. Quickly, he dropped down. Oh,
1: man. That moon is such a narc.
0: He was not certain. If it were the passing shadow of a cloud or perhaps his imagination... But he had a glimpse of what looked very much like a man crouching close against the side of the barn bridge.
1: Okay, if this turns into a train version of Rumpelstiltskin, I'm gonna be very pleased.
0: What would be the name of the train version of Rumpelstiltskin, Ron?
1: That's it, uh, easy, Alan. Greatest story ever.
0: N- no, the name of the, the antagonist. Name, right in the train version of oh, rumplestiltskin uh,
1: okay i didn't i didn't follow the name would be jim because the anti- the protagonist would be jim and the antagonist would be rumplestiltskin
0: Oh fuck me. Rob. <laughs> yes, yes. He Alan. wouldn't be named Rumpel Stiltskin. Uh-huh. He would have a train based name. Oh,
1: I see. I see. Of course he would, Alan. Of course he would. We've been focus grouping this for a while now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And his name is Yeah, his no his name would be uh Rumpel Shitstein.
0: Great. You got it. Hey, thanks, guys. Take a Andy's Mint on your way out, and Appreciate uh, it. No, we we'll don't send you the parking, $5 please. check for the 19 hours worth of work you did. <laughs> uh, bon voyage. For nearly a minute, Skeeter remained there undetermined what to do. Being loath to give up, now that he was close to his goal, and the moon being obscured behind a very large and heavy cloud, he crept along the fence and crawling between the bars, made his way cautiously to the farther side of the bridge.
1: Damn it, why did I choose to steal a turkey
0: from a barn with a moat? This is complicated. I know! Isn't it just hop off the train, pick a turkey, <laughs> yeah, get is. back on the train? That's what it's supposed to be. Jeez, a glance toward the house showed no light. A moment's intense listening revealed no distinguishable sound, but his own breathing.
1: You know, the intense listening series of CD compilations didn't sell Mm -hmm. nearly as well as Pure Moods did, but it, (laughs) it had its fans. Its bitter, bitter fans.
0: Taking fresh courage, he lowered his head and stepped softly into the pitch black darkness beneath the incline.
1: I think I can steal turkeys. I think I can steal turkeys.
0: The pungent aroma that attacked his nostrils left him in no doubt of having come to the right place.
1: Yep. This is Adam Richmond's outhouse.
0: Oh, I think he's given up on, uh... I think he's back in. I think they pulled him back in, Alan. One last hot wing challenge. (laughs) Adam Richmond
1: died after eating 57 atomic hot wings.
0: A fence rail stretching from wall to wall met his hand but as he felt cautiously along it, he experienced something of dismay at finding it unoccupied. He reached anxiously forward and touched another.
1: This is as tense as that Flash Gordon scene where you stick your hand in the rock, Mm -hmm. but instead of a bit of poison, it's, it's the peck of annoyance.
0: His hand was scarcely on this one when something like flesh struck his little finger, and immediately another hand made a sweep at his own. It brushed his knuckles as he snatched them away.
1: Oh, and the new hipster fad of barn fist bump raves has finally met its match. Is that a... Oh, yeah. You go to a barn.
0: Turn no, off all the lights. No, I don't really. I don't care. It's okay. You yeah. got, you have your thing. I got mine.
1: All right. Molly involved. Come on.
0: Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> it's all bath salts. That's <sighs> where they get you. You got to test it. Yep. That's real turkey juice. 100%. (laughs) It needed nothing more to convince Skeeter that the form revealed, crouching alongside the barn bridge, must have been the farmer, who, having seen him as he came across the field, had thus encouraged him to walk into the trap and be caught.
1: Yes, he was brilliantly completely convinced by the extremely obvious thing that probably happened.
0: But he was not caught yet, and backing hurriedly into the open... As he heard the other scrambling toward a farther end, he circled around a wagon shed, made a detour to get behind the house and raced from there toward the field. Serpentine! Serpentine! Where did the farmer hide all his turkeys? <laughs> They're under the
1: bridge.
0: No. No. Honey, uh all I got to say is I'm sorry about the duvet cover. <laughs> But a train stopped, and I think you know <laughs> that I've been watching that brakeman man for a while. <laughs> and he defo was gonna steal
1: my turkey. So you put all of the turkeys in the living room.
0: No, most of them in the bedroom, but a few <laughs> did make their way into the bathroom. And also the pantry. (laughs) And also the attic. And also the solarium, which I didn't even know we had, to be honest.
1: Frankly, I'm impressed. One of them was really good at the harpsichord.
0: The moon came out before he reached the fence. And as he crawled beside it, scarcely daring to breathe and listening sharply for sounds of pursuit, he saw that the sky was clearing rapidly.
1: Oh, you know, this is a very common thing during a turkey moon. What? The, the sky clears rapidly. Oh. Uh, it, it's where the old saying uh, comes from, if you don't like the weather during a turkey moon, just wait five minutes or until you're pecked to death.
0: Poor Richard's Almanac wasn't uh, really up to the comedy standards of today, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, it's... Uh, it had it's... Uh... Do you think that Ben Franklin did his best on that one? No,
1: but he's putting out an issue a week, man. Come on.
0: (laughs) From the absence of any sound of footsteps, he feared that the farmer, instead of following him, was watching him to cut him off. His safest plan was to follow a shallow gully leaning eastward of the engine and to move only when the moon was obscured. Ah, the kind of silent movement training known only to train workers and
1: ninjas.
0: There is almost as much verbiage dedicated to how to scuttle in the darkness <laughs> as what a train does when the eastbound railway goes to the siding for the night or, I, you know, I whatever happens, right? I can,
1: I can only imagine that this is a key part of being a
0: railroad man. Three times he was compelled to stop in the shadow of a corn shock. He was about to make his last dash for the railroad and, crossing it, came around the farther side to avoid his mates. When he saw in the beams from the headlight that Gillup was coming from the office.
1: You know, I feel like The Office would have been a very different show if it had taken place on a train.
0: That's a very what-if scenario.
1: Yeah, maybe it would go something. like, No, I don't have anything, but I do imagine that the American one would be pretty different. The British one would have been the same, only sootier. And, of course, Gareth would have had three fingers.
0: Changing his course, he (laughs) ran up the hill, and as the moon came out once more, took refuge against a shock almost opposite the engine cab. And about five yards from the end of the cut in which it stood, just in time to see a burly form stagger out of the moonlight into the shock ahead. It was Howland.
1: Helen Wolf. Ooh.
0: He was turning into a blues musician.
1: Yes, that's what happens whenever a train man is in the moonlight, right?
0: I think you got to be at a railroad crossroads, and ah. I think it's got to be midnight. And, uh, right, like that yeah.
1: song, Midnight at the Oasis.
0: Oh, the, yeah, I love Oasis. <laughs> It required seven seconds for Skeeter to grasp the situation.
1: Exactly seven seconds?
0: Yes, exactly seven (laughs)
1: seconds. Well, you know what? I think this is going to be a little more than seven seconds. I think it's going to go on for about maybe a page and a half. And then we'll wonder if he really, (laughs) really grasps grasps the situation.
0: Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) When he did, it was with an outraged feeling of chagrin and disgust. After all his planning and trouble... To have no turkey and all on account of Holland was too much. He'd like to buy Cricky. Cricky? Yeah. I,
1: I, maybe it's Crikey and he's part of some kind of train man chimney sweep exchange program. Damn it. We've been doing these accents all wrong, Alan.
0: No, I mean, I, I'm doing a Dick Van Dyke impression either way, I think.
1: <laughs> that it's spot on authentic.
0: He wondered if Holland had seen him. After a moment's reflection, he felt assured that he hadn't. In the instant there came a shadow, he darted toward the engine cab and slid down the bank. When Howland came lumbering over the hedge of the cut, half rolling and half sliding to the bottom, Skeeter was waiting for him. The blood sprayed on the snow.
1: Whoa. In the end, Skeeter finally felt free, like a train in the wind.
0: I mean, I guess that's emotionally resting.
1: It was a dark time, Alan. You know, you had to be prepared at any moment.
0: You're a nice Christian, you are, he began sarcastically. You make believe your engines broke down, don't you? But what you're after is turkeys. I know, didn't I see you? It's a pity that for it... Shh, sh- warned Holland, puffing and blowing. Here comes
1: Gillop, shh. Oh, man, I hate this new R.A., He's always pretending to come around to say hi when I know he's just checking to see if we've stolen any turkeys.
0: Listen, guys, I understand it's your first time away from home. You're wondering if everybody else is stealing turkeys and you want to be part of it too. But you got to understand we have rules. You can't just steal turkeys and then take a dump on the bathroom floor.
1: (laughs) Whatever, man. Came to college to explore things. I'm trying dark meat this year.
0: Oh, uh-huh, ho, said Skeeter. You don't want him to know, do you? Well, I'm going to tell him. And no, urged the engineer. Don't leave him to me. I'll fix it right up with you.
1: Now, where did I put that triple XL wrench?
0: It's, I think in a matter of cash. <laughs> I thought I saw though you fellas in a mix-up. Said so the conductor as he came closer. And you're all covered with dirt, Holland. What have you been scrapping about now? Oh, the
1: usual. Does God exist? How many angels can dance on the head of a pin? Are trolleys trains? That kind of shit.
0: Are trolleys trains?
1: Yeah, are they trains, Alan?
0: Holland nudged the brakeman to keep silence. Just a little friendly wrestle, he panted. <laughs> but say, staring at the article in the conductor's right hand,
1: Where'd you get that? It's a gun! Everybody run! He's got railroad fever!
0: <laughs> That's just what Railroad Man's Magazine was made for. <laughs> railroad fever. They have to explain it to people in a way they can understand. This? Said Gillip holding up a young hen turkey. Old man Wenzel gave me this. Fellow from Baltimore has been around here the last two days buying every turkey he could find. Old Wenzel sold his old flock.
1: You know, I may never truly know if Joe Flacco is elite, but I am impressed by his ability to eat a whole turkey three times a day.
0: Oh, I thought this was a F- Flacco joke.
1: <laughs> Flacco seagulls?
0: Yeah, a, F- a Flacco seagulls joke. That's that's where I thought you were going with it.
1: Uh, he, did, he doesn't run. He does not run so far away.
0: Yeah, his whole flock. Skeeter was on the point of exclaiming, When he checked himself, Howland's eyes were as big as switchlights, And he smiled
1: buffer to buffer.
0: And he's down at the station loading them into a car, and the rest for number 81 to pick up. I helped him rack up his coops, and he opened his heart. To me, baby. I had the lock, and he
1: held the key.
0: Skeeter nudged Howland and motioned to the turkey very significantly. In fact, it was a threat.
1: Wait, was the turkey a threat or the nudging?
0: The listen, the turkey was a very, very credible threat. Uh, <laughs> he was motioning for his waddle. Uh, <laughs> it's very hard to say, but I felt threatened, and he was a clear threat.
1: Now you say something, or I'll stick that turkey so far up your gullet you'll be coughing feathers.
0: Howland took the hint. Say, Gillip, he asked. How much will you take for that? You got one at home now, you don't need another two fifty, said Gillip.
1: Whoa. Gillip didn't waste any time marking up that free turkey he just got. Yeah. This, this is why people don't trust conductors, Alan.
0: Orchestral or <laughs> even supers? Yeah. Even supers. Done, said Holland, and the exchange was made. Gillip started to climb up on the engine. Here's skeet. Then the engineer loudly, Here's your bird. And
1: here's the other
0: one. A double fingered salute. Ha ha! <laughs> you won the bet. You threw me fair. And dropping his voice to a whisper, Don't you ever say anything, or I'll never hear the last of it. In giving the foul into Skeeter's hands, his own brushed the brakeman's little finger, and he straightened back with a jerk.
1: Why? I'd recognize that smooth skin and that manicure anywhere.
0: <laughs> There's a certain sympathy that men have, uh, a certain amount of clamminess you you just <laughs> have to recognize. <laughs> you
1: Don't forget a man's
0: clamminess. Look here, he whispered in a husky whisper. You were that fellow on the other side of that... Skeeter grinned. Maybe I was he retorted, starting off with his prize. Well, you can't prove it.
1: What?
0: He was (laughs) the guy? Yeah, he was the
1: guy. I haven't read a railroad story with this much of a twist since the novelization of Under Siege 2 Dark Territory.
0: You never believe who they got to replace Catherine Heigl in the novelization. (laughs) Who? Her character name. (laughs) They don't have to pay the rights (laughs) for that. The end. (laughs) Rob, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to feel a little used.
1: Used in what way, Alan?
0: The very next page Uh after this thrilling railroad (laughs) slash foul story is an advertisement on how you could make a living from poultry. $1,500 from 60 hens in 10 months Mm -hmm. on a city lot of 40 feet square.
1: You just need to adopt the new filer system
0: kind of feel like maybe there was a little bit of payola going on with this story.
1: A little collusion, as it were.
0: Yeah, because these men seemed desperate for turkey.
1: I'm mean, going to tell you something else, Alan. This is not the only how to make money off of poultry advertisement in this magazine. Really? Yeah, there's a completely different one uh, earlier on in it. It's a conspiracy.
0: Wow, you've really perused this, didn't you?
1: <laughs> I, I
0: like the ads. <laughs> okay. What do you think the moral of this story is, Rob?
1: <sighs> well, I think really the moral of the story is that we need to invent a time machine and start selling turkeys to old-timey railroad men. Apparently, okay. we could have made millions. Oh, okay. Right, that's not really a moral. Um, I guess the moral is uh, don't count your chickens before they're stolen? wait Uh, that's an aphorism um i don't know be be excellent to each other or something what do you think the moral of the story is alan
0: dark meat baby all the way well i you know what i think we've found out what we're all thankful for this thanksgiving we're glad you spent some time with us and i hope you'll Tune in next time for another Interrupted... They're two, they're four, they're six, they're eight. Stealing turkeys
1: that taste great. Smelly, dumb, and full of goo. They're the turkey nabbing crew.
0: tail